This is episode 34 for Tuesday, February 9th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we will be covering Style 21B, Specialty IPA, Black IPA. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Hola. Hey. And welcome back to our listeners. Thanks yes. for tuning in. All the way turned up. Did, <laughs> does this still count as tuning in? I don't I don't know. I mean it's like, radio jargon. Yeah. Thank you for clicking in. Yeah. That just sounds weird. Let's go back to tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for turning to that podcast dial on your radio. Yeah. <laughs> It's been an anyway. interesting couple of weeks. Yeah. It feels mm-hmm. like it's been forever since we've recorded. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Because we had like a weird schedule last week and yeah. to record early, and then yeah. it's been like a week and a half. And now we're here. Yeah. Inside. I don't remember what we were doing. Not who We were you? outside around a campfire. <clears throat> oh, yeah, we were. That was fun, but man, it totally wrecked tasting and smelling the beer. Yeah. See. I will admit that. No. Because we tried the smoke so beer again last, week. last time. And it was totally different than it was when we had around the campfire. Yeah, okay. Totally. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. The last week we did our um, Irish Stout. That's right. <laughs> Irish That's Stout. Right. That was on a... Yeah, that was a different day. Mm. But anyway. So what's going on? Anything new with you? Uh, went to Division Brewing yesterday. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? It was good. It was a nice day. Nice and hot. <laughs> it felt good. A hot January afternoon. It was like... You know it. 80 degrees on a... Yeah, on a January afternoon. <laughs> Crazy. Thank you, Texas. And there's actually a lot of people there. That's cool. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. I'll have to go check it out soon. It's pretty awesome. Cool. I rode my motorcycle again today for the first time in a while. <laughs> yeah. So that felt good. Yeah. I rode a couple weeks ago. It was good. Yeah. I came down with a case of strep throat this week. Gross. Womp. Sucked. Stay away. Yeah. That's what you get for strep in. So this will be, <laughs> be a new experience for our listeners because you'll get to experience sober travis all the way through the episode yeah yeah literally since i'm on uh, meds i have a very tiny glass and i'm only going to get very small samples of uh each one so i'm guaranteed not to (laughs) that sucks not to feel the effects of the alcohol at all so uh, um unless the medication makes you feel the alcohol well i haven't taken a pill in 22 hours okay and yeah, that's the worry is that it it's supposed to amplify the effects of alcohol. Yeah, that's a good thing. 
So I should be okay. Get drunk, Travis, sooner. <laughs> now he only has a 15-minute window. Yeah. yeah. Starting now. Go. <laughs> Absolutely nothing else of note happened this week. Oh, Absolutely wait. nothing else of Just note. Work. I brewed this week. Oh, that's oh, something of that's, note. Yes. I brewed. I... I have convinced my wife to get me brewing equipment for my birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's so a I'm big halfway step. there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So hopefully I have a, she says she might call you to ask you for specifics. That's fair. Yeah. To ask you some questions. So I'll have them answered on the air. <laughs> <laughs> to bring you the information you need. <laughs> call our Google yeah. number. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh yeah. absolutely. You know, it's been an interesting couple of months. Actually, since I started, it's been pretty interesting. I've learned a lot, and yeah. it's cool having people listening to me learn. <laughs> and uh, I think this is starting to pay off a little bit for Travis and I. Yes. The other non-interesting thing that didn't happen this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If you remember, the whole reason we started this podcast was in preparation for the BJCP, BJCP. tests BJCP. and exams. The BJCP style guidelines... By had a double, <laughs> had a double <laughs> drop. Yeah. So we, the whole reason we started was in preparation to help study up for the BJCP exams. And uh, we've been taking a class for that also simultaneously. But we took a major step this weekend, Chris and I. Not together. <laughs> but but pregnant. <laughs> oh, we got married. Get a ride. Oh, the baby comes later. No, we took the uh, the online entrance exam, which uh, basically you have one hour to answer 180 questions. Uh, true, false, multiple choice, multiple choice, multiple answer, and uh, it's pretty difficult. You have on pretty average, difficult. It's, it's probably the hardest friggin' thing I've ever done. <laughs> it's very difficult. I mean, you think you you have like 20 seconds per question. Yeah. So that sounds like the SAT. Yeah. And it covers basically every topic you can think of with beer, uh, you know, covering styles, comparing styles, um, you know, what, what flaws are acceptable in certain styles. And then you still have to cover the technical aspect of brewing, like the scientific yeah. side of things, knowing you know the, the scientific name for a, a particular yeast strain. I mean, all yeah. this crazy stuff that, that you never really think about if you're just like, oh, I just like beer and I just like brewing. But they they take this to a whole another level. And in all honestly, in all honesty, I think there's no 100% surefire way to prepare for this exam because all the different types of questions that are on it. I mean. Yeah, you can you can do your research and your studying and your reading and and you can but there's always going to be questions that are thrown at you that you're like, "What the heck? I don't even know what that is." Yeah. Like what was the Yeah. Well, we can't talk about the questions. It tells yeah. you on the thing you can't talk about the questions, but <laughs> it's a secret yeah. society. <laughs> well, no, they just they want to preserve the integrity of the exam. Yeah, so like they don't they don't post questions and but anyway, yeah. there's some weird stuff on there that I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and I'm sure you might be thinking, well, it's an online test, so basically you can just Google all every question, right? Well, no, there's not time. Yeah, You have 180 questions, and they are hard questions. So you're having to go through and being like completely focused through the entire thing, and you know you can't relax. You can't take a break. 
you're just yeah. sitting there and then your brain is working in overload for an hour. Yeah, I was exhausted <laughs> at the end. Yeah. But um I don't think we mentioned both of us passed. Yeah. Yay. Sure. So now we are provisional judges for the BJCP, but yeah. we're not actually BJCP members oh. yet. Mm-hmm. So we have to do the tasting portion of the test where they give you, is it six? Six, six beers, beers. And you have to fill out the judge sheets for them. Yeah, you judge it just like you would in competition. You have 90 minutes to do so. So 15 minutes each. Yeah. And then uh, those sheets are graded <clears throat> based on a lot of things. Completeness, uh, what kind of feedback you give, what uh, what description, like descriptive words you use. Beer knowledge. You know, yeah, knowledge of the style that it's entered as, knowledge of how to brew that style. <laughs> so, and things then, like that. yeah, and then after that, uh, based on your score, then you're given an actual ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you fail that one, then you're an apprentice, which means you have two years to uh, fix it and try to pass it. If you get a score of sixty or less, or I guess a score of fifty nine or less, you are a uh, Wait, no, 59 or less, you fail. Yeah. 60 to 69, you're recognized. 70 to 79, you're certified. 80 to 89, national. And then 90 plus is like master, grandmaster, all that stuff. But, but national and grandmaster and all those, you have to do an additional written exam. Yeah. It's like essay mm-hmm. format. Okay. So I want to be completely happy with certified if I can get that. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much the <laughs> highest we can get after taking this test. Yeah. Even if we score a 100 on the test, which is not going to happen, you'd still get certified because there's the actual, uh, the extra step of having experience points that you need from actual judging competitions. And that takes years to accumulate. Right. Or volunteering. You get points for volunteering mm-hmm. things too. So you've got a requirement for X number of judging points, X number of... Well, it's X number of points, and then X number of those have to be actual judging points. Points. You can't get all your points by volunteering. You actually have to keep judging. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so you better judge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So but that's that the next be, step. That shouldn't be a problem. Do some judging. Too. Do some uh, some more of that stuff. and Yeah. So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We wanted to share that with everyone because it, like, uh, I was talking with Chris last night about it, and he said, you know, this feels like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Because this was the test we were we were dreading. Because we've heard how hard it was, and mm-hmm. everything I've heard was true. It's very difficult. <laughs> so, but, well, hey, congratulations, cool. yep. y'all! Thanks. You are in the presence of two provisional judges. Right <laughs> I I don't I, I don't feel know. I same. just work here. <laughs> you get paid. Yeah. What? We're getting paid. <laughs> You're getting beer. paid. Beer. Um, hey, what are we drinking right now? Yeah, Eddie. What are we drinking again today? We're drinking. Again, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's uh, Sierra Nevada's Otra Vez, which means again. Otra Vez. Otra Vez. Otra Vez. Like uh, and this is a Goza-style goes ale oh. uh, with uh, cactus and grapefruit. I thought you said mango. I, I was, that was another beer. That, I'm pretty oh. sure that was a beer camp, Sierra Nevada. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it tastes pretty good. I, yeah, it's I good. like the I like taste. It. It's not super salty, Yeah, uh, but it does have some kind of fruity, citrusy flavor to it which explains well, it's good yeah i like it i like yeah. this beer mm-hmm. i drink it otra vez me too i would buy a six pack of this <laughs> think back to our uh, our goza episode 
And the ones we had then were much saltier than this one. Yeah. Salty I lady. Get, yeah, I get a, a nice tropical fruit. Give me the ink and the Holy Ghost. Melon flavor out of it. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a little more tart, less sodium than those other gozas. So uh, does it take longer to make a goza compared to a regular ale? Uh, any any sours are going to take longer. Okay. You have to age and kind of mellow out a little bit. That's right. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. That that's what he said. We are talking about the black IPA. Style twenty one bay. Racist. <laughs> no. I, I'm not I'm far from it actually. Uh, Thank you very much. Anyways. Okay, let's go with uh the style guidelines. Overall impression. <clears throat> A beer with the dryness, hot forward balance, and flavor characteristics of an American IPA, only darker in color. Simple enough, right? But without strongly roasted or burnt flavors, the flavor of darker malts is gentle and supportive, not a major flavor component. Drinkability is a key characteristic. So is that like poundability, I'm guessing? Yeah, similar at least, I would think. Okay, cool. Aroma. A moderate to high hop aroma, often with a stone fruit, tropical, citrusy, uh, resinous, piney, berry, or melon character. If dry hopped, can have an additional floral, herbal, or grassy aroma, although this is not required. That's always nice to know. Mm-hmm. Very low to moderate dark malt aroma, which can optionally include light chocolate, coffee, or toast notes. So we could get some of that out of this one today. All right. Not like barley wine. Yeah. Right. Anyways, uh, some clean or lightly, uh, wow, that's awkward. Some clean or lightly caramelly malty sweetness may be found in the background. Uh, fruitiness, either from esters or from hops, may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. So there's your aroma. Appearance, color ranges from dark brown to black, not to be confused with porter or stout. Should be clear, although unfiltered dry hopped versions may be a bit hazy. If opaque, should not be murky. Good head stand with light tan to tan color should be or should persist. There we go. Hold on a second. Yeah. You said you were talking about the color and you said dark and then not to be confused with dark brown to black, not to be confused with porter or stout. Mm. But brown and black. But dark brown and black is porter and stout right but they're not going to taste the same because it's a black ipa well right but you're talking about color yes i know you don't never mind (laughs) they're just saying you don't i was just you don't want to you don't want to confuse the two between the colors just by looking at it was kind of strange oh okay the wording was strange okay yeah you just don't want to confuse the two by color if you're just looking at it, you haven't smelled it yet well obviously yeah (laughs) travis by the way we got a new drop in there the wow that was awkward by sawyer oh thank you (laughs) i'll keep them coming marked (laughs) <laughs> any other questions uh, oh wow heck? that's the new one <laughs> that, one's, that one's pretty that potent bit, yeah. jeez was that from outside yes oh my god <laughs> where you basically just screamed as loud as you could can you play that again no <laughs> I don't even know what that is oh man this is going to be an interesting day <laughs> oh jeez Okay, flavor. Medium to medium low to high hop flavor with tropical stone fruit, melon, citrusy, berry, piney, or resinous aspects. Medium 
medium high to very high hop bitterness, although dark malts may contribute to the perceived bitterness. The base malt flavor is generally clean and of low to medium intensity and can optionally have low caramel or toffee flavors. Eddie's losing. Are you over okay there. over there, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen your face this red before. Oh my god. Dark malt flavors are low to medium low. Restrained chocolate or coffee flavors may be present. But the roasted notes should not be intense, ashy, or burnt and should not clash with the hops. Low to moderate fruitiness from yeaster hops is acceptable but not required. And then you have just sort of a dry finish. Sweet. Mouthfeel, uh, smooth. Medium light to medium bodied mouthfeel without significant hop or especially roasted malt-derived astringency. Dry hop versions may be a bit resiny. Medium carbonation, a bit of creaminess may be present, but is not required. Uh, some smooth alcohol warming can and should be sensed in stronger, but not all versions. And those are your style guidelines. Cool. Style guidelines by Sawyer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, in reading up on this, um, it kind of seems like there's two schools of thought on what's acceptable for a black IPA. There's some people that think that um, the, you know, obviously it's, there's two really main uh, flavor components. You've got the dark malts, the roastiness of that, and um, whatever hops you use, which should be American New World hops. <clears throat> there's some people that say that uh, the roastiness should come through and be like very, very much a player in this. And then there's uh, other people that say that basically you want it to be like a Schwartz beer. Very, yeah. very restrained, just the color of darkness, but not really the roast. Maybe um, a thinner body. Yeah, and I think we're going to get examples of both of that today. Because yeah. you and I talked about this the other night whenever you were brewing your black IPA. Yes. And when I did mine a long time ago, I basically did a stout and then hop burst at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So there's no bittering addition, but I just put a crap ton of hops in the last 10, 15 minutes of the boil. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was really good. That was the one I got my blue ribbon on. Did it have to sit as long as the stout did? No, because eventually the hops are going to die out just right. or, or dive, just right. like a, a regular IPA or pale ale. But um, it was about a month or two old, I think, when I finally submitted it, and that was the very first beer I ever submitted. Oh, okay. And then I wasn't at the meeting where I got my blue ribbon. Right. <laughs> Everybody's like, who is this? I don't know who this person is. <laughs> He's not here. And then Travis yelled from the back of the room, He's out of town. <laughs> that was kind of funny. But uh, but then when Travis was doing his, I think he kind of went more along the Swartz beer yes. side of that. Yeah. So I'm assuming you'll talk about your recipe at the end. Yeah, we can get both of them. Okay. Because it was interesting the way that you did that. Mm -hmm. So I have a question about uh, stout beer. Since we're talking about beer, obviously. <laughs> How long would yes, you sir. say that it needs to sit? Until it tastes good. Okay. That's really the best answer. <laughs> cool. I haven't kegged my stout yet. Oh, okay. Well, did you transfer to secondary? No. How long has it been in the primary? Uh, a little over a month. Okay. I I would rack it off at some point. Because if you have it sitting on the, the yeast cake for too long, you mm -hmm. get some off flavors from autolysis. Uh, Are there any bubbles on top? No. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'd rack it off secondary. Okay. Yeah, because fermentation's done. You're not going to get much more out of letting it sit in primary. Well, yeah. honestly, I don't have secondary, so I just go into the keg. Yep. So. Yeah, you can, that, that can be secondary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I'll do that then. 
I'll have to bottle all my other beer, which is like eight gallons. Yeah, put it in the keg, <laughs> bleed the pressure, or uh, put some CO2 in there to kind of bleed the oxygen out and let it sit. Okay. It'll be fine. Cool. Thanks. Yep. All right, so continuing on. Onward. And up. song. It's history and a hat. Double oh H, it's history and a hat. Oh it's great, it's history and a hat. Hooray, it's history and a hat today. That's right, it's time for everyone's favorite history segment, History in a Hat. We're not going to get a strep throat, are we? <laughs> You're going to get strep hat, because I brought his, my nasty, nasty hat, hat today. From the Kolsch episode. Oh, God. <laughs> we Don't might touch the hat. <laughs> Do not put your hand around. We're going to go backwards hat. today. Oh. So he gets the first pick. That's new. There's no order today. <laughs> oh, it's kind of big, so I can actually read this. <laughs> I've never tried to taste wood. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the BJCP credits Greg Noonan with producing the first black IPA, which was made commercially, wow, commercially available. That's right. Noonan was a pioneer in the New England craft beer scene whose long battle with the Vermont government helped overturn the prohibition era, prohibition era legislation banning brew pubs. He opened the Vermont Pub and Brewery in Burlington in 1988, an influential landmark, which became notorious for its quality and ingenious brewing methods. Greg Noonan unfortunately passed away from lung cancer in 2009, but he left behind some of brewing's most groundbreaking literature and a mob of acolytes. You know, when I read it, I thought it was going to say Greg Norman, (laughs) the, the golfer. No. But it said Noonan. Yes. Oh, well. Now, next. Don't touch the hat, Eddie. <laughs> oh, that was close. <laughs> All right. Black IPA as a style has relatively short history, with roots spanning back to only the 1990s. I was born in 1990. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. I was born in 1992. 92 Whoa. or 90 also? Hmm? 92. Yes, and this one goes along with uh, what we just read about Greg Noonan. Well, that uh, there's honestly much debate between brewers on the East and West Coast who is credited with making the first black IPA. On the West Coast, there were several documented early releases. Stone Brewing had a very wide release of a Cascadian Dark named Sublimely Self Righteous Ale. Rogue and Oregon made the Skull Splitter in 2003. And Farmstead, and wait, and Phillips Brewing in the British Columbia released the Black Torque around the same time. Now on the East Coast, Hill Farmstead, which they just got an award for the best brewery in uh, the United States. Merca. Last night, like uh, there was a rape beer uh, award ceremony or something, and they just got nominated. So congratulations to them. Nice. I don't think we get their stuff in Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never had that. Hill Farmstead, presented a black IPA at the Boston Extreme Beer Fest in 2006. They, however, mentioned that in brewing that beer, they were merely paying homage to a local favorite named Black Watch IPA, brewed by none other than Greg Noonan. Mm. It is important to note also that the BJCP credits Noonan with making the first. Interesting. Very interesting. Juan Mar. (laughs) You touched it. No, I didn't. You got the... You, you got the Travis. 
Although this style was added to the 2015 BJCP guidelines under the name Black IPA, it is also referred to as a Cascadian Dark Ale. Yeah, I thought this was neat because I've seen this around, but I didn't know the correlation between the two. The Cascadian Dark Ale moniker is often used in the Pacific Northwest. The Pacific Northwest in general is home to vast fields of barley and, of course, the two largest hop-producing regions in North America, the Yakima Valley and the Willamette Valley. The term Cascadia is derived from the Cascade Mountain Range. It is used to describe a self-designated region that encompasses British Columbia, Washington, Oregon, Western Idaho, and Northern California. This area, also known as the People's Republic of Cascadia, has been the source of many stories and rumors. There's even been talk of seceding from the Union in order to protect the hop supply. A Cascadian flag has even been created featuring a tall evergreen tree and three colors, blue, white, and green, representing blue sky, white-capped mountains, and green forests. Green? I think I would like to be a citizen of the People's Republic of Cascadia. It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. For a second there, I felt like I was in National Geographic. Me too. <laughs> do, 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 do. What's National Geographic? You're too young. <laughs> He's only two years younger than you, Sawyer. I know, but I know what that is. <laughs> I know. What you... Wow. I'm just saying. Let's revert back to this conversation we had before we started about how you don't get jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, did we have that on air? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. There's a little bit of history of the Black IPA, which has a very short history because it's a relatively new style. song. It's history and a hat. Double H, it's history and again? a hat. Oh it's great, it's, it's history and a hat. Hooray, it's history and a hat. Today. <laughs> oh my god. How long do you practice the timing on that one? Well, I've been home from work three days this week, so I haven't had much to do. <laughs> That's hilarious. Clearly. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and uh, start drinking some burr. Sounds good. So our first beer today is going to be Firestone's Wookie Jack. Uh, this is a black rye IPA, uh, which still fits in the the style, right? Although it's a yeah. rye, yeah, so it's still black. Okay, yeah, still black IPA. Yeah. It's a, it's a brown bottle, tan label. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. You're paying attention. <laughs> so yeah. color is very dark. It's pretty dark. Oh, that aroma. Uh, very dark brown. I don't get any red tinge or anything to it like we did in some of the other ones. So many hops. I can't actually, I can't see through it. Um, yeah. Decent sized uh, tan head. It's not overly foamy. Mm-mm. Mix oh. of small and large bubbles. Mm-hmm. Lots of hops in the aroma. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually mine's settled down a little bit. Uh, I get some kind of coffeeish vanilla aroma out of it. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd say resiny, maybe a little mm-hmm. musty. Ah. Yeah, I'd say resiny hops. Yeah, yeah. Pine. Lots of pine. Right when I poured it, I got lots of pine. Right now, I'm not getting as much pine. The taste is very interesting. Ooh, that's that's good. Yeah, it is good. I definitely pick up the rye. Yeah, it's got a little spice to it. 
Honestly, though, if you were to close your eyes and drink it, other than maybe a little bit more body in the mouthfeel, I, w- I don't know that I'd be able to tell the difference between a rye IPA and this. I really like mm-hmm. this mouthfeel. I don't I don't get a whole lot of any dark character. So, okay. Yeah, uh, this this thing it really coats your mouth. Yeah. Uh, and but I, I like it. I would mm-hmm. I would buy it just for that again. I, I like the you like things to it. coat your mouth. I like this beer to coat my mouth. Oh. Yeah. It's so like thick and creamy that I don't know that I could <laughs> pound it <laughs> as well. <laughs> See, well, with rye, that's typically correlated with a spicy bread yeah. kind of note. And uh, with the with the hops being as as uh, intense and, and forward as they are, you know, I think that those, those two things kind of mix well together. Yeah. Um, so mm. I guess when we have the next one, which would not have rye, we'll see if we can still detect whether the spiciness of this one uh, makes a difference. I like this beer. This is really good. Yeah. Really good. Now, on a range of Swartz beer to porter or stout. I get a fair amount of roastiness from this. Yeah, I uh, do. Got some coffee in the nose. It's pretty faint, but it was there. Mm-hmm. And then uh yeah. see I don't get any coffee. I get a vanillaish coffee okay. aroma. I just get lots of lots of pine and resin. <clears throat> and it kind of the it kind of goes away. It comes back. Like right now, I'm getting pine and resin. But a minute ago, I was I was getting vanilla and chocolate ish. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. This brings back memories of the IPA episode. <laughs> just drinking this beer. Lots we, of hops. Yeah. We need like an IPA version too. 2.0 episode. Yeah. Well, we haven't... There's so many of them. We need to do Imperial IPA. <gasps> Can I bring my Imperial Blonde for that no. if I put a lot of hops in it? If, maybe if you hop the crap out of it. Okay. Let's plan on doing that one <laughs> the day after my wedding. The day after your wedding? Or sometime, because it'll be spring break that week. Yeah. Will I be here? I don't know. And we can, we can pick our time. Okay. Cool. Anyway... This is good. This, yeah, this is a really short discussion on this. Beer. It is it because it's really it's short, straight to the point. Anybody else have any poundability to add before we get to poundability? Oh, okay, mm. you know that that's one of the things that I've in reading up on the tasting exam. What I've read is that the most difficult beers to judge are the ones that are like really good because there's not much room for improvement. There's not much room for like suggestions on how to make it better. You write what yeah. you taste and. Yeah, you write why you like it, and so I think that's kind of where we are with this one. It's just it's well made. It's uh, you know the the flavors work in tangent pretty well. There's not um, not really any part of this that I'm disliking. Yeah, and I think the roastiness is so much subdued that like I don't get a whole lot of it. Maybe a little bit, and y'all are saying you get maybe a little bit of it. Yeah, I think it's a nice balance actually. It, yeah, it is really well balanced. Yeah, I, I would drink this beer a lot i hope we have one that's on the other side of the spectrum where it's like really thick and um roasty with a bunch of hops in it so we can kind of get a comparison on the two yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's good and it it is a little bit heavier it is like this is this is a winter ipa ah okay i would say 
Because then you have, you know, the yeah. regular IPAs, it's perfect summer beers. Right. You know, I think this would be like a winter version. Yeah. A little heavier, a little darker, and um, full-bodied. Yeah. More, not full-bodied, but more bodied. So, I'm Helen DeVille writing. <laughs> I would give it a six and a half to seven. I'd say six. Yeah, I'm going to go six. I could do seven. Really great flavor. Yeah. Um, y- yes, the uh, the hops and uh, the roast working together are kind of some flavors that make it a little more difficult to pound. But, you know, when it tastes this good, you're just like, oh, give yeah. it more. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I think this is, the reason I gave it a six is I think this is more of a sipping, you know. And yeah. I wouldn't want to pound it. It's not very poundable just because of the... Just like I don't think IPAs are extremely poundable, just because of the the amount of flavor and you know different things going on. Mm-hmm. This is a sipping beer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a kind of beer I would drink if I was working outside in the in the winter and I feel camping. Yeah, no, <laughs> great. I like working outside. I like IPAs for when I'm working. Mm. Yeah. I don't drink IPAs very often. I'm more partial to the Hacker Shore. <laughs> we know. <laughs> All right, yeah. moving on to the next beer. So this is the Dark Side of the Hop from Ranger Creek. This is a new brewery for us. See, mm-hmm. welcome Ranger Creek. They're Texas too, San Antonio, Texas. Ranger Creek, San Antonio. San Antonio. Yep. The side of the bottle. I'm going to try and read this, but it's really small. This black IPA, like the iconic album it references is a rich complex journey that weaves in and out of diverse elements yet maintains a cohesive theme dark side of the hop gets on the run with a creamy chocolatey first breath thanks to midnight wheat give some time dark side finishes dry with a crisp hop profile it offers great value for your money it's uh it's proof that ipas can be any color you like and is an eclipse over lighter IPAs, just in time for fall. Enjoy, oh, enjoy under the glow of a black light while playing your favorite retrospective psychedelic rock album. Cheers! Wow, that was a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. I do like the label though. Yeah, so the ABV is seven point one seven. Wow, seventy IBUs, forty three SRM, seventy, seventy. Yeah, the style is a black IPA. Oh, really? Full of piney, earthy, peppery notes with roasted chocolate. Enjoy. Actually, get this. They have a food pairing. Enjoy with bacon blue cheese burger. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. There you go. That's the bottle. Oh, it's a brown bottle with green, (laughs) yellow, and black. Thank you, Sawyer. You're welcome. (laughs) Cool. Uh, very dark, just like the last one. Very foamy. Yes. Extremely super, foamy. Super foamy. I'd, I have a little half like, pint glass and or this is a pint? Yeah. Yeah. Half, whatever. It filled it all the way up with foam. I had like a quarter inch of... Yeah. Beer. We poured carefully and it was still a foam. Yeah. Down the side, yeah. tilted. Yeah. yeah. It, the very aroma is coffee. extremely hoppy. Right? I get like super musty. But yeah. Uh, I get a lot of roasty notes. Yeah. I was going to say roasty. I, I don't think I'd say musty. Uh, this is the only beer pepper that was when, musty. When you say must, you need to you need to smell mosaic hops. <laughs> the mosaic yeah. IPA, for example, that's musty. I, it's to me, it smells like a room that's too humid that hasn't been opened in a long time. 
Yeah, that's musty. Yeah. Mm. See, I get I like think some... you're thinking dank, Sawyer. Mm. I get like some raisiny notes almost, like almost Ooh. dark fruit. Yeah, I can see that. The taste maybe is... maybe more of like a plum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one definitely would use different hops than the previous one, which was all piney resiny. Yeah. Now, here's a question. The Cascadian Dark Ale mm-hmm. is the other name for it. In order to be considered a Cascadian Dark Ale, does it have to use Cascade hops? Or hops from the region of Cascadia. Yeah. Which would be things like uh, Cascade, Centennial, Chinook. All so the, you can really use any of basically those. It doesn't hops. have to be Cascade. No. Okay. Drink this beer. This beer just earned a five-star rating for me. That is really good. Now, see, this one has a lot more of the roasty character. Yeah, yeah, a little bit than of the chocolate. Last one did. Yeah. yeah, lots of oh, chocolate. Definitely. There's something about it that's a little overwhelming for me, uh, which makes me like the Firestone better. It's kind of dry, oh. too. <clears throat> yeah. I don't get it's a really lot of dry. dryness. I think I like dry this wood. beer better than the Firestone. It definitely has more flavor. Yeah. it's The other one was... a. Balance between, you know, slightly roasty maybe, but then just lots of hops. Yeah. This one, I think, is the other way around. I think it's got a fair amount of bitterness from the hops, but the hop flavor isn't up front like the last well, one. Well, I think yeah. in the guidelines, I recall it saying something about it not needing to be super hoppy at the front of the taste. Yeah. Um, so that could be what this is. Yeah. So back in hoppiness. Let me, let me see if I can find that. <laughs> Oh my god! This the, the I do get the roastiness, but I cannot get past that mustiness I get out of it. I, that's what's really overwhelming for it from about it for me. I don't really get a whole lot of hops. Yeah, like this one is is more malt forward, definitely. And the uh, yeah the roast and, and chocolate. Yeah, yeah, the chocolate that would. Uh, <laughs> Contribute into the the bitterness that you feel that lingers because it's a roasted malt derived bitterness. Yeah. Okay. So it says in the flavor medium low to high hop flavor. So, so this is definitely on the medium low side. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. So Travis, what you were saying, you would would you label this as astringent? See, and that's always a term that I'm I'm scared to write now. Yeah. Or scared to use because I it has a negative connotation. You know, I think. James always describes it as as chewing on grape stems or grape, skins. Grape skins. Yeah, I don't. Oh, like I don't a bitterness. Know. For our novice listeners, can you explain what astringency? That's what is? we're trying to do. Yeah. I, oh, okay. It's it's kind of a nebulous concept because you can have astringency, bitterness from roasted grains. You can also have hop driven astringency, mm-hmm. bitterness. So it's kind of like, okay, is it bitter? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Apparently astringency is supposed to be like a mouthfeel thing. You kind of feel it in the side of your mouth. It's a, a bitterness tinge. Kind of like with Goza or, uh, well, that's I, a sour pucker. That's yeah, that's different. Okay. Maybe the same sensation, but a different cause. Oh, well, yeah, I was going for the same sensation. Okay. So maybe. I, okay. I don't know. It, it, that's still one of the, the terms that I struggle with a little bit. To me, if we're going off of that, I would say no. Because the astringency that we're trying to avoid in beer is pulled from the grains in the uh, sparging process in which you extract tannins. Yeah. And tannins are basically like a leathery 
kind of note. You get that a lot in red and wines. Yeah, and it's from the, the husk there. of the grain. Yeah. Biff Tannen. No. This this beer reminds me a lot of uh, some we had an, an, another style we recorded. Uh, there's some some bombers that we brought in. The one where that what was it? Probably well, the barley wine. No. Was it the barley barley wine? Uh, it was the one with the the drawing of a woman on it. That's what it reminds me of. I'm getting a lot of that flavor of just the. the I, we got some hoppiness out of those, right? Just. A little bit. Not uh, oh, yeah. No, I got some hoppiness out of this. Yeah. That was no, the he's brown. talking about the brown. Yeah, the, oh, the American brown episode. The American brown episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. You know, Chris, I think I would I would say husky and grainy. Yeah. So I think I would label as a, a bit of astringency. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a dog? Husk. <laughs> tubas have a husky sound. <laughs> big tubas. A husky sound. Anyway... Yeah. So, poundability rating. Um, I'm gonna say three. I was yeah, gonna say four. I was, I was gonna say four. Really? Yeah. This. I was gonna say like seven. Huh. Mm, this sure. is a lot easier for me to drink. A lot easier. Hmm. I yeah. think the 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 bitterness. I I do think this one's pretty astringent. That's what that's why I brought it up. Okay. And I think that um, that hinders that a lot mm-hmm. so I, I don't know that's just mm-hmm. me I, yeah. it's too it's too bitter mm-hmm. not I mean at, at any kind of IPA you expect bitterness but you also expect some hop character and I don't get that here hmm. that's the fun thing about this podcast is everyone has their own taste and you know what one guy does not like in a beer another guy's like you know what that's great what are yeah. you talking about You're crazy yeah, for sure if Shakar were here he would hate this episode oh yeah because he hates hops <laughs> <laughs> he started to acclimate though yeah, I think yeah, he's getting there. Yeah, he's getting yeah. there. Yeah. So. But anyway. All right. What's next? Well, let's take a trip up north uh, on I-35, about an hour, to get to Austin, Texas, to which we have our next brewery, a what? new one for our podcast as well, from Independence. This is their Reaper Madness Black IPA. How do I get to Austin north about an hour from here? Because we were just in... We were just in San Antonio. San Antonio. That yep. makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I was so confused. Lol. It's like, doesn't that take me to Oklahoma? No, I think that'll only get you to like Denton. Or maybe just north of that. Denton. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> that one's more percussive. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm proud of that. Anyway. Yeah, this is the Reaper Madness. And uh, we haven't had independence in our market for too long. I think less than a year. Um, and this is definitely the first time that I've seen this beer. Black IPA fits in with our podcast. So we're like, snatch it right up. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and open her up. Oh, <laughs> yes, it's in a can. Ah, it is in a can. <laughs> it's a regular can. <laughs> Dark brown pour. I can't really see through it. No. Rockin' head. Yeah, it didn't have nearly as much carbonation as the previous one, but no. still has a the requisite amount. Yes. You get a lot of hops, but some kind of chocolate malt. Yeah. Mixed I, with it. Just from the aroma, I think this is going to be the most balanced so far. I think that too. It doesn't really have the just the hop potency as the uh, Wookiee Jack or the yeah, is that right? Mm. Wookiee Jack 
Yes. Wookie Jack, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wookie Jack had the hop potency, and then the uh, the hop of the moon, ironically, <laughs> did not. Yeah, that one was very or much dark side of the hop. Wow. Roast. Hop of the moon. Hop of the moon. Hop of the morning to you. Dark side of the hop. But just the aroma on this one, I think we're going to be the most balanced. Color is just as dark as the rest of them. Not see Actually, towards the bottom, you get some like brown colors. It's not necessarily black at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should have seen your face just in Wow. That is a completely different taste compared to the aroma. This reminds really? me of the agave nectar. I, I did not expect that taste from this aroma at all. Yeah, that's See, pretty I think good. the aroma is pretty similar. No, I, I get a lot more hops out of the aroma. I get almost, I still get hops in the taste, but not as much as the aroma. I get more fruitiness out of this one. Hmm. Like I, fruitiness and citrus. I got the most fruitiness out of the. Um, out of the dark side of dark the hop. Dark side of the hop, really. Yeah. Hop in the morning. Yeah, because yeah. we were. Because t- <laughs> remember, Travis and I were talking about the uh, the dark fruits. Uh, yeah. This would be a different kind of fruit. Yeah. Because I, I think I see what he's saying. The, the citrus, almost like chewing on pine needles. So you don't get the necessarily like, like sweet piney nose, but the flavor of that, I think, is there. Definitely from the hops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> this is pretty good. Oh. Uh, it's pretty dry too, I think. This I agree this one's dry. Definitely. Dry finish, not astringent though. <clears throat> no. I mean there is some bitterness from the hops, but it's not like I, I wouldn't label it as astringency. Mm-hmm. No, this is really good. Mm-hmm. I would drink this again next mm-hmm. to the Firestone. Yeah, pretty well balanced. Mm-hmm. It's one another one of those that we don't have much to say about because it's it's just really well balanced and good. Yeah. And I think the mouth feels on the <clears throat> the the more medium low side, it's it's not as um, medium full to full bodied. Okay, yeah. So maybe more on the Swartz beer spectrum. I haven't had a Swartz we beer before, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. Hmm. Yeah, we haven't done a Swartz beer episode yet. No. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, there's lots of good ones in our area. Oh yeah, that may be coming up. <clears throat> cool. I like Kostricher. Funny because his face tells you everything. He's like, I might be coming up, and he like smiles, like smirks. Poundability? <laughs> <laughs> uh, six and a half, seven, eight. Woo! Getting up there close to uh, Hacker Shore, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm getting close to my ghost face. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, I get almost a touch of warmth on the finish also. Like alcohol warmth? Yeah, very, mm. it's very light. Um, I mean, it's a welcoming. But I don't think I picked it up on the other ones. And the alcohol's not noted on the can either, so we don't know it right away. What it's at. I don't, it's more I don't, of a sensation than a feeling. Yeah, I'm afraid I don't, I don't get the same thing. But. Tis fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad I had that. That that was a really good beer. Well, we got one more. Okay, so this one I'm not entirely sure about because I can't really find anything on it. Yeah. (laughs) Other than that I randomly found it at the clearance table at Total Wine. 
It's Sprecher Black IPA. And when you look at it in Untapped or on Beer Advocate or Rate Beer, it all says retired or not in production. And I can't find a date on the bottle. And everything, Because he wiped it off. It was by accident. <laughs> There's no date on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. And everything that I've seen as far as production dates have been like 2011. Yeah. So made its way around, and the (laughs) (laughs) and the other the last three check ins on Untapped that we saw were all very poor ratings, and one guy said hashtag drain poor. Not not to convince you guys, you know, otherwise or that we think the same thing, but this this is a first impression we're getting. Yeah, just just by looking at it online and trying to get some information about it. So. Let's try to go in with an open mind and not let <laughs> those taint our perceptions. Right. Yeah, no, this so, appearance. A little lighter brown than the other ones, but still. Still very dark. dark. Yeah, still um, Sediment. 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 Yeah, oh, I don't see. This, I, Holy crap. I do yeah, have look, a lot of look closely. I don't see any. I've got a ton. Oh. I also got the first pour, I think. So. Um, this is a, is a uh, bomber. Mm-hmm. And from what I was able to find online, they only sold it in bombers. So, um, very thin, tiny bubble head. It's kind of watery looking. Um, it reminds me a lot of the, the dark side of the hop, uh, as far as the aroma. I get yeah, the there's a agree. lot of roasty, roasty notes. Not a whole lot of hop. Yeah, like dark, dark fruit notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely dark fruit. It notes. Smells like a porter. A polta, mm. polta. Not really pull, pulling any hops out of the no. out of the nose. The very thin mouthfeel, super thin. I, it doesn't coat my mouth like the other one. It ones tastes do. like a porter. <laughs> there's some there's some dryness and bitterness like way on the finish, mm-hmm. but other than that, I got nothing. I almost get a little like smokiness. I was gonna say almost burnt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tastes burnt. Uh, like. Ashy, notes. burnt chocolate. Mm, yeah, it does taste a little burnt. It's kind of almost flat. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of carbonation. Maybe this is a really old bottle. How would Total Wine get a hold of a you know almost five year old bottle? Well, maybe that's why it was on clearance <laughs> when the store has been open for less than a year. That's nuts. well, you know, Frado told us that when one store closed, the next store got all their stock. And it's like a, a cascading effect, I guess. When they keep closing, they keep passing their stock along. Is that the bottle shop? or I can't remember which one that I was. I don't know. Yeah. That was Majestics, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hmm. But either way... I, it, I wouldn't uh, say drain pour. No. Um, but... It, I also wouldn't expect IPA out of it either. No, not at all. Hmm. If I were drinking this with a blindfold, I would say it's closer to like a dry stout where you get those dark... Uh burnt notes so would you call this astringent travis yes <laughs> absolutely so if you want to know what astringency is sawyer yeah listening no you're not you're on your phone oh my Facebook. god <laughs> wow what in the oh, oh my. my this would be astringent <laughs> yep say what you mean yeah Still, i'm not i'm not digging this one i didn't like the dark side of the hop either so this is kind of Hmm. Well, this is a little worse than Dark Side of the Hob to me. And I, I'm going to say worse in a negative way. 
I just I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> Worse that, is a pretty that, negative. That's a personal uh, thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, poundability rating two question mark really? Yeah, it's. I don't it's, like. It. I mean, too I, astringent. It's like I still, almost acrid. I could, I could still drink it. I'd go with a five. Uh, yeah, a I'm gonna go with like a three. I, I would say six. Mm, I think I, you can still drink this. It's not that. It's not bad. It's just the wrong idea. Yeah. It's so it's old. Bad. Yeah, I've still so, gotten it in my mouth. This would be an interesting experiment, Travis, to actually fill out a judge sheet on under a black IPA category. Um. Okay. Well. I would definitely comment in both the aroma and flavor that the um, the hop presence is missing because yeah. that is expected mm-hmm. in that style, but it's not here. I would also note the astringency. Yes. So um, they are overly one. roasted. Astringent would go in the mouthfeel section. Along with the low carbonation level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ashy notes in the flavor. So then, how what what feedback would you give to fix those flaws? So in the the general section on the bottom, mm-hmm. overall impression. Overall impression, probably <laughs> you know, obviously increase the hop level. Yeah. At what part? Because if you just say increase hop level, that's too vague. They well, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I was getting there. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that more bittering addition would change much because it's plenty bitter from the the malt so i'd definitely say late addition good um and then up the carbonation level a little bit to help with the mouth feel maybe use less of the dark roasted grain i agree because yeah that'll kill off some of the like burnt notes yeah and ashy notes yeah but as far as like color and you know appearance and everything it looks fine i i don't have any issues with that so, well, so would you say mid twenties? Um, I think I would put it in the low twenties. Low twenties, because it doesn't fit the style, and the beer that's in front of us has problems, flaws. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, because my initial impression was mid twenties, so yeah, mid yeah. mid to low twenties instead of mid to high twenties. Twenty one. Yeah, I think. Fair enough. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, we have awesome. a. Believe it or not, we actually have several homebrew recipes to choose from. Yeah. Because even though this is kind of a an odd style, Chris and I have brewed, I think, this style more than the other ones. Because I have two different Black IPA recipes. You've got one. I've got one, yeah. Mm. Well, do we, mine's extract, and then yours is all grain. And yours, well, you have one extract and one all grain, don't yeah. you? So let's start with the award-winning, the blue ribbon winner, which would be Chris's. So continuing on with my Star Wars themed beers, I called this India Plagueis Ale. OG of 1056, FG of 1014, 72 IBU, 28 SRM, 5.5% ABV. Uh, let's see, fermentable 6.5 pounds of dry malt extract, light, 1 pound of Crystal 40, uh, 0.38 pound of Carafa 3, quarter pound of chocolate, and an Point one to five pound of chocolate wheat. Uh, all the specialty grains were obviously steeped for thirty minutes, 
and then um, extract was added at the boil. Just a normal extract brew up to that point. This was the first beer that I experimented. Actually, the only beer I've ever done this with. I tried hop bursting, which instead of adding a 60-minute addition, you just do your boil up until you know the last 15 minutes, and that's when you put in all your hops. So at 15 minutes, I did two ounces of Columbus and one ounce of Nugget. And then at one minute, I did um, another ounce of Nugget and another ounce of Columbus. And then... I dry hopped with another ounce of nugget and another ounce of Columbus. Wow. So I uh, was at seven ounces. Yeah. Seven ounces of hops, all late edition. Um, definitely. Oh, and then I did a, a Y yeast 1056 American ale. Regular fermentation, you know, pretty basic at that point. The only thing that was different for me was the hop bursting thing, and it worked out really well. I mean, you, only having a 30-minute steep of those specialty grains didn't make it overly roasty, but it had enough of that roasty body to kind of balance out those seven ounces of late-edition hops. And that was a really good beer. I liked it a lot. I'm definitely going to do that one again. I'm going to try doing a, uh all-grain version of that, but every time I've taken one of my extract recipes and converted it, I have not been successful with it. Mm. Rancor has taken me two or three tries to get it close. Still haven't replicated it completely. Right. It's funny how but, difficult that is. You would think, okay, well, you're just swapping out a few ingredients, but... Well, man, see, and something I didn't think about with the Rancor when I did it is even though you have the same specialty grains, mashing them for an hour is completely different than steeping them for 30 minutes. You extract a lot more during your mash than you do in the steep, and it's over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So that makes a huge difference. Yeah, well, uh, my recipe I pulled from Gordon Strong's new book, which is called uh, Modern Homebrew Recipes. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with him, he is also in the BJCP, and he has the highest rank available, which is Grandmaster Level 10. So he's been Jeez. playing Dungeons & Dragons for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, since it is from his book, I'll give you the ingredients, but not the amounts. And uh should definitely pick up his book, though. It's a good one. One thing that he said in his description was that he wanted this black IPA to be um, kind of on the low end of roastiness. So this, uh, the one that I brewed, and I brewed this last week, and we'll get to try it next Sunday. So excited. It'll be pretty fresh. But it should be on the low end of roast, but on the high end of hoppiness. So more on the sword spear side. Yeah. So as far as fermentables, there's a two row for the base grain, as well as golden promise. Um, from the UK, a pound of sucrose table sugar to up the alcohol, and uh, and then Munich. So I mashed those for an hour, and then once I started vorloffing, I added the dark grains. So those did not mash at all. Those were tossed in way at the end to you know prevent any really dark roasty flavors from extracting, and even then they were both dehus karaf, uh, the Karaf 3 and 1. And so what that means is they take the grains and then crack it, remove the husk completely, and just use all the innards. So you're basically not getting any bitterness and your roastiness from it at all, just the color and uh, you know, a little bit of flavor. But that's it. Hmm. So that was the mash. And then as far as the hops, we had a Galaxy uh, edition at 60, 
and then a Citra at 20, Citra again at 1, and then at Flame Out for Whirlpool did Galaxy and Chinook. And then uh, did a Northwest Ale Yeast. So that one smelled great, just like I was expecting a black IPA to smell. Uh, very similar to what the Wookiee Jack smelled like mm-hmm. whenever I was uh, chilling it and transferring. So that one's going to be exciting. We'll get to try that at my Super Bowl party next week. And then we also have a white IPA, too, at the same time. Nice. Cool. Sweet. Well, this is interesting mm-hmm. and informative. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to like all, like us on all of our pages and Instagram stuff. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're finally all caught up on Facebook. So Yeah. We're going to update our, our website on the About page with all of our social media links and all the places you can listen to us. So yeah. you know, by the time you listen to this, we should have that updated. So check that out. Yeah. Awesome. Thank y'all for joining us on Bruce Styles, where we oh, done God. talked about Black IPA. Join my dude bros sitting around the table pulling some American lagers for Super Bowl Sunday. Cheers to Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw.